0: Welcome to IB Talk, the leading podcast for the insurance industry across Australia, New Zealand, and throughout the Asia-Pacific region, brought to you by Insurance Business. Hello and welcome back to IB Talk. I'm Danny Wood, News Editor of Insurance Business Australia. Today's guest is Brisbane-based Adam Sloan, Head of Sales and Blended Broking at Aussure. Oddshore is part of the Steadfast Network of Brokerages and one of Australia's largest financial services companies. Adam's challenging responsibilities include negotiating with insurance companies about new products and offerings on behalf of brokers. Welcome, Adam. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. So just explain, you know, what exactly is your role?
1: Um, so my role is mainly managing the blended broking team, which is a reasonably new team. Um, it currently consists of three areas, so Gold Coast, Brisbane, and Mackay. Um, additionally, I help um, as the national manager alongside Graham Lilly for New Zealand. Um, we have a few offices over there um, and also extends to the wider network. Um, so some of our ARs and that type of thing. Um, if they want any digital strateg- digital sales strategies, additionally, um, I help out the marketing team with some
0: social media posts and that type of thing. So can you help us understand blended broking? What does that term mean exactly?
1: Yep. Um, so the the credit of blended broking, the name actually goes to our CEO, Scott McCarthy. And um, the idea is to um, get the best of both worlds between digital broking and traditional broking. So uh, Insure 247, which is uh, was one of insure's ARs, uh, where I sort of uh, came from, uh, is a digital brokerage that caters to customers that don't want to go and visit a local broker and they want to purchase it online. So the idea of blender broking is to leverage the skill sets of both and based on the the complexity of the client, um sort of transfer clients based on the um the, the knowledge of the broker. So using Intel 247, we've sort of identified that there's a separate market in the digital space where young tech savvy clients, you know don't want to go and visit a local broker or don't understand that they need a broker. So what we'll do is is bring them in that way. So they'll come to us in a transactional sort of setting where they're looking for say liability for their business or something like that. And then rather than just sell them a transactional product of that liability, we'll then identify what other risks their business face um, and then, and then you know, go, go through the full broker service and, and give the customer the advice they need. And yet we're doing all of that using 247 systems, transferring clients between each team based in each area based on the complexity.
0: Mm. Is that focus on risk? It seems to be a bit of an industry trend. You guys have been doing it for a few years, but are you seeing the role of brokers change in that way? It's becoming much less, I guess, less transactional and more advice oriented?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And again, we we, um, we take um, our, our obligations to the code and, and giving customers the best experience and advice very, very seriously. So again, like there's, there are small clients that don't need a, a, a a high level of advice and then there's others that need you know full site surveys isr policies um, complex reviews every six months and it's trying to get the balance um, between that the high risk clients and then the the clients that don't need as much time and and it it tends to suit the clients as well because if you've got uh, you know a simple tradie that just has some liability tools and doesn't have any uh, any real additional risk. Maybe some commercial motor. They don't want to to spend um, hours sitting sitting with their broker running over what risks could occur uh, when they're really unlikely. Uh, and then you've got other, the other end of the scale that need um, you know plenty of time invested from the broker.
0: One big part of your job is is talking with insurers about new products, new offerings. What sort of conversations do you generally have with them?
1: Um, well, m- majority of the, the conversations I'm having with insurers at the moment are around capacity. <laughs> insurers tend to not have much capacity at the moment in this hard market. But what, what what I try to do is identify where there's opportunity to partner with insurers to streamline the process for brokers probably more than anything else. Brokers in my eyes are a profession much like a doctor, an accountant, a pilot, and I feel like the way the industry operates we've got these you know highly paid qualified experts doing a lot of unnecessary double entry and admin so my the, the main thing i'm trying to do is identify ways to streamline the process to make sure our experts are doing the job and and um, being out there for the client and servicing the client versus doing double entry admin over and over again uh,
0: just in terms of your relationship though with the insurers i mean traditionally uh, i guess one of the things i learned when i first started doing this job was just how distinctly brokers regard themselves they regard themselves as quite different to insurers I mean just having conversations with insurers all the time I mean how do you feel like there's a big difference between you guys is it a very formal conversation or are they is it more matey than might seem from the outside
1: oh you know it is probably more matey with with particular insurers those that are nimble and eager to work with us um, but there are still quite a few that are get with the times and haven't caught up yet. So they can be tricky conversations. Traditional legacy systems and legacy attitude, I, I suppose, um, stops them from working with those that are trying to look at it from outside the box.
0: Yeah, I mean, those legacy systems are a, a bit of a bugbear for for brokers. Um, I, I notice on your LinkedIn profile, it lists negotiation skills as one of your skills. Is that where you find you've got to use your negotiation skills with the insurers?
1: Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely legacy systems is um a, a real um, bugbear of mine i'm i'm really not a fan i understand that you know a lot of insurers have spent millions or trillions of dollars developing these systems but the hard part is eventually they become obsolete um, or it makes it uh, more of a challenge than anything else for clients to get their sorry for clients to get cover and also for the broker to arrange that that that, that cover for the client so yeah definitely
0: what mm. what other issues come up when you're
1: talking with insurers at the moment, it's it's mainly capacity, but yeah, legacy systems, capacity, and that legacy attitude. So there are some insurers that don't even have legacy systems, or if they do, they're only on their end, um, and they have this um, legacy attitude of um, it has to be done this way because it's been done this way for so long. And I feel like the future's coming. So um, some will get with the times, and others won't. And um, you know, the ones that do are the ones we'll be partnering with for sure.
0: As a broker, what's going through your head when you're negotiating with insurers about a new product and I guess you're conscious that you've got to look out for the broker's interests, I suppose?
1: Yeah, ease of transaction. So um, again, I I don't want my my team doing six times the work for the same result. Um, But then again, um, more of a priority is what's best for the client. So ease of transaction for the broker, but what's the best outcome for our clients at the end of the day?
0: There's also a quote on your profile page at OzShaw that says, if it's not going to matter in five years, don't spend more than five minutes stressed out or upset about it. Do you live up to that in your sort of personal and work life?
1: Yeah, I do. I never used to. And that's why I love the the quote so much. Um, When I was younger, I used to get stressed and um, upset over small things. And it's almost sort of get myself worked up, Uh, but that doesn't help anyone. And particularly in a management position, if I came in hot and stressing, it doesn't send a good signal for my team. And, you know, if it's not going to matter in five years, then, you know, um, identify that it's not, then I just sort of play what's in front of me and try to keep as optimistic as possible.
0: What do you see as the trickiest thing about your role? Being patient in a snail,
1: snail paced industry is probably the thing I find the toughest. I like to get stuff done and get stuff done yesterday. Um, but obviously, as an industry, we move reasonably slowly. Um, so that would probably be my, the, the trickiest thing for me is, is being patient.
0: Can we talk a bit about you now? I'm just curious, um, how how, I mean, how did you get into the industry in the first place?
1: By mistake, and I think most people you'd speak to in the industry would say say something similar, um, I was a salesperson learning the ropes um, outside the insurance industry, then the GFC happened, uh, brokers and insurers sort of stopped buying leads, um, and that's where we started Insure 247, in the family garage. Um, Steve, the old man, he was a, a marketing freak, he used to generate um, Leads where customers were looking for public liability insurance, car insurance, home insurance. And then I would arrange that insurance. And then we sort of grew into 247 over the last uh, decade or so.
0: So I suppose often sons follow their fathers, but just as often they don't. You obviously liked what your dad was doing. I mean, is there something in particular that stood out as, as something that you really liked about it that encouraged you to follow in his footsteps? Um, yeah,
1: I, the old man's probably one of the smartest guys I know. And he's always sort of thinking 10 years ahead or five steps ahead. Um, so I, I mean, most kids look up to their old man, um, but learning from him has been awesome. Um, we've both got a similar drive and attitude to try and achieve things. Um, so if I can be half as smart as uh, him at, at the end of it, um, I'll be
0: a happy man. So what keeps you coming to work each day? Uh, all of it.
1: I love what I do. Um, the people I work with, um, definitely got an awesome team at offshore with similar attitudes Um, you know really want to get stuff done and and change the way we we do insurance Uh, the customers we help and just the opportunity Um, it's an industry that's lasted the test of time but some of the things in our industry sort of got stuck in time so I love sort of identifying how we can improve change the status quo and and um, you know
0: shake it up a little bit Adam Sloan thanks for joining us on IB talk thank you And Adam Sloan is Head of Sales and Blended Broking at Oshaw. He's based in Brisbane. Bye for now. Thank you for listening to IB Talk. For the latest episodes, be sure to follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher and Apple Podcasts.